ladies and gentlemen. You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. We're back. Hey. We're doing this. We're back. We're back. I'm just sharing out this this post, getting this thread out here. Happy Thursday. You got a lot going on here with the the evolve because I think we're, we're going to talk about evolution of mitzvahs. But then you're feeling lucky. It must be like I'm St. Patty. Lucky, man, I'm feeling like a lucky champion, bro. I'm evolving. We're doing a lot here at Explosive. It's you know we're we're back, man. We're episode 99. We're almost there. We're almost at this uh, the centurial here. Yes, we're we got something big in the works for next week. We can't let it out yet, though. No, no, we'll keep we'll keep it cool. We got another cool episode today. But we're excited for that 100th episode. Guys, if you're checking in, it's episode 99. We're just getting warmed up a little bit. Share the stream. Mastering Mythos is back. It's Mike, myself, and we're repping Dylan today. We're going to do it and bring it to you guys. And then we got a great show, right? We do. So, Jordan, I'm going to give you a, like the holy throwback, okay? A holy throwback. Yes. Um, that That's kind of what prompted this. I saw something on Facebook the other day of uh, an industry professional huh? who was – Working on a cruise line, and the song that he was teaching to the audience, the line dance, was Hands Up, Baby, Hands Up. That was like the ultimate throwback mitzvah song when I was going to mitzvahs. So it kind of made me think about how these mitzvahs have evolved, you know? Right. And, and you know, that that's like the Jeffrey Craig OG. Like, he had the line dance, taught it all. Like, you know, that brings yeah, it way, way, way back. It so sure does. I don't know when last time was you played that song, if maybe ever. I'll be honest. I don't even know if I, I have that song in my library now still. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, think about it, Mike. From time to time, you know, we'll have clients that will still ask us to, like, you know, put a cool modernized twist on some of the classics. Like, you know, if they want, like, a couple of throwback line dances, um, you know, a group participation that might not be the newest of the new. Um, you know, we're, we're always that, that – uh, that group that I think tries to make it fun and, and something hip and trendy, but yeah, man, I, I can't remember the last time I even played that jam. <laughs> so, so that's kind of prompting this. Right? And, and actually earlier today I was interviewed by the uh, Jewish exponent, the uh, magazine, and uh, they came to, I don't know how they found me, you know, whatnot, but they came to me, they wanted to do a topic, uh, a story all about how music has evolved. And it, I want to take that to the next level, just how mitzvahs have evolved. So, sure. Let, I'm going to just spitfire a bunch of different topics your way and let's just kind of throw it out there. But but since we're on the music topic, is there any song right now that you could think of that you're just sick of playing and you can't wait for it to be dead? Man, you know what's funny, dude? So music right now is like, I think is, is pretty cool. We're, we're in a cool state of music. There's some cool tracks that are coming out. I'm not so pulled away from the track because of the track itself. I think I'm pulled away from the track sometimes based on, you know, either what what the kids are going to do for this song or how they're going to react or how they're going to be. Perfect example, Mo Bamba. All right. Yeah. So 
Mo Bamba, I'm going in hard. We're going to open this thing up heavy. Mo Bamba, if you guys aren't familiar, super, you know, heavy hip hop track. Um, big trending. Uh, it's super popular right now. It's big in bar and bat mitzvahs. Um, not too many of the words are, are edited or family friendly, so to speak. I think that's one of the big reasons that, you know, a 13 year old adolescent enjoys singing it at the top of their lungs. Um, it's kind of like their quiet riot. We're not going to take it like anthem, so to speak. Right. You know, like, I feel like, you know, they get to sing out loud and proud, but you know, the, the words are a little trivial. Um, that's a big one for me right now that I, I hope like not goes away, but kind of fades, you know, a little bit just because it, it is so controversial a little bit. You know what I mean? All right. So, so here, here's the throwback of the same, right. Was Billy Idol, Money Money. Yeah. You know, when we were going to Money Money, when we were going to parties, you know, you and I are, we're, we're in our forties. I hate to admit it, but when we were going to parties, Money Money. The song itself wasn't bad, but no, what the we as everybody adds, yeah, what we added to it was bad, yep. and, and the equivalent right now is is definitely uh, tsunami. Like, yes, yes, tsunami. This is a great club song, amazing uh-huh. beat. The song's been out for ten to fifteen years now, almost. But what the kids sing over top of it is equally as bad as Money Money. Right. And guys, just to like kind of drill this down a little more with a fine tooth comb, what Mike's really getting at is that, you know, we are in this, if you're not familiar with Bar and Bot Mitzvahs, if you're just tuning in and like maybe you haven't been to too many, these songs have prompted the adolescents to create their own unedited words that they kind of fit in. And it's kind of become trending. It's kind of picked up. It's almost like they're subliminal TikToks. Like these song trends have gotten pushed from one event to the next to the next. And I don't know how they get spread or how they go viral on a party level with these kids, but like they know about it. We go to North Jersey and they're singing dirty over these songs. We go to South Jersey, they're singing dirty over these. So sometimes we even leave the state, we go to New York or Pennsylvania and they're still doing it. And like, it's not that it's so viral in everybody's face to where like you're seeing videos of it, but it's just crazy how, how like that, you know, those words get kind of thrown and pass along. Are they texting it to each other? Are they sending emails? I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on the whole music topic, but right. uh, the, the, the interview that I had earlier, she asked me if there's any songs that I'm just glad to not play ever again. And the two that popped into my mind, Celebration, Cool and Gang, and Last Dance, Donna Summer. Both okay. of them. It just they're they're dead in my world. I mean, they're not bad songs. No, and, and we great songs for them. We get requests for them, you know, once in a while. But um, you know, Jordan, you know, I was out on a ski trip this weekend, and mm-hmm. and I don't know where, but uh, Last Dance came on somewhere, and my buddy I was with was goes, it at the beginning of the night. Was it was it properly played? <laughs> my buddy says, you know, do you still play this? And I was like, no. Like, I mean, if somebody asked for it, like a. Tra- Say it was a very traditional family and a wedding and they wanted it. Okay, I would. Like, 60th birthday. Perfect. 70th yeah, birthday. But awesome. Not, <laughs> I mean, so how do you end a night? Like what what would you like to see? Oh, you know, now with the current trend, what would you like to see to end a night? Man, something high energy. So, like uh, you know, perfect example, like we use it for intros or an exit, like you know, pitbulls, I feel good. Like, I don't know about you, but I feel good. Like, that's such a great staple song. I think it has uh, great energy right now. Um, it's one of those tracks that is great for a bar mitzvah boy, a bat mitzvah girl, and a grand entrance for a family, a grand entrance for a guest of honor, uh, siblings. You could do an outro with it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we had a great time tonight. We're going to turn this thing up one more time. It feels like we're going 
we're gonna have some fun. You know what I mean? Like it's just such a great beat. It grabs you by the soul. Um, there's no specific timeline to it. Some of these tracks too, Mikey, are, are a little dated. You could hear it in the song. You could hear it in the way that it was like kind of produced. Right. Some of the tracks are just timeless, man, that just hit. And like, I think that's a great one that can kind of be cut and pasted into different formalities for, for a mitzvah. And it's relatively new, you know? Pitbull's been putting out some really good stuff for us. Everything he touches is gold. Right. Everything. All right, so next topic. Photo booths and the evolution. Yes. You know, back in the day, you went to a green screen almost always. And you had to look through a book and like figure out what you wanted your background, or they had like a sample board of backgrounds and you picked like I want background number seventy two. Like right, that those photo booths are dead. Uh, right now, printing is even like optional if you're doing Ooh. prints. Um, now everybody's trying to go green too, man. Think about it; it's also a very worldly topic that you know all this excess paper and uh, you know being recyclable and and you know green is is a very big thing too. Mm-hmm. So. I think photo booths now are way more of an experience. Like there's there's they're simple photo stations, nothing Great. wrong with them. That's like your common every day. But there's a photo experience, I think, now that is so personalized per party that takes it to another level. No, I, I completely agree, man. Actually, you know, it wasn't specifically misrelated, but I just got back from Las Vegas. You know that I was there last week and it was the uh the uh Mex and PBX, which is the photo booth expo. Um I literally was able to see some of the biggest trending photo booths, photo stations, experiences that are uh, big in our industry now and kind of where the industry is going. Um, we're literally in, in the middle of the South Point Hotel in Las Vegas with, uh, you know, a huge expo floor of photo booths. And to be perfectly honest with you, Mikey, you know, a lot of the photo booth technology right now, for the most part, you know, depending on the structure and how you want to do things and, you know, your your space layout and your venue – a lot of the photo booths nowadays are, are, are kind of similar in software where you get your, you know, your still photo, you get your GIFs, you could do your videos, your, uh, you know, your, uh, your different filters. Um, if you want to add virtual props, if you want to have direct text messaging, uh, email, you know, the capabilities are kind of similar. A 360 photo station, which I'm going to let you get into in just a second, is, is a pretty cool uh, new take. That's something different that's kind of going on. But you're right, man, that experience is i think being more and more leaned on rather than the actual photo booth itself so for like companies like us with like you know our our swing uh, photo stations or our you know tiffany's uh you know uh, jewelry shop photo booth that we build it's not so much the photo station it's the experience that encompasses uh you know that booth so i, I think that's that's where the the trend's going and that's actually something that i brought up uh in conversation with a couple of the event pros out there too is that i wanted to kind of get the focal point away from the booth itself because they're kind of similar in, in the way that they're built up and get onto the experience yeah and and i mean we use the terms photo station photo booth right also interchangeable but some people have in their mind like what the like when they hear photo booth they think enclosure and it, right. it certainly doesn't have to be you know so so Come my booth right. <laughs> so let, let's say there's there's a photo kiosk and it faces something and what that something is seems to be what is huge variables from one party to another. Right. You, you mentioned 360. Let me just mm-hmm. touch on that. 360 photo booth or photo station, photo experience, is guests standing on a platform with a camera that literally rotates around them. 360 degrees. Yep. And that camera is then doing a slow motion of that pass-through. So 
things like confetti or throwing your hands up in the air or bubbles, whatever it is, is all recorded slow motion and then text message back to the guest. Um, you can do like screenshots and prints of it, but the whole like video element, you know, I guess maybe thanks to TikTok and uh, Instagram and everything is video now. So, Agreed. you know, rather than photo station, maybe it should be called a video station these days. And that yeah. other, the other last little point on that, on that 360 photo station, the cool part about that too, Mike, is if you think about it, there's a lot of things going on with that. You know, you're interactive, you're throwing confetti or throwing a prop to make it look cool. You have this big, almost like uh, iRobot kind of arm swinging around you. So it looks cool. Like when you come in, you're like, what is that? You know, like that gear, that mechanism that's kind of whipping around, you know, these people to take this picture. Then usually you have a pretty dope backdrop or like some sort of scene. That you're being shot into so there's a lot going on with that to kind of you know hit all all the senses right you know? yeah so, definitely. It's, fun. it's fun all right so moving on so one of the next things i think is a huge change in parties these days is the dj booth itself like what is the setup so i'm, I'm gonna shout him out again jeffrey craig back in the day jeffrey craig had these giant um uh god what do you call them things the 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 Oh man, like the facade, like, uh, like his front board, the look. Yeah, yeah, but it, it used to be um, with the music machines. It was oh, a jukebox. Man. Jukebox, thank you. My God, <laughs> uh, he had that giant mirrored, custom built jukebox. There was a little window cut out. The DJ and it was it, it was sick. It was awesome. Awesome, awesome. yes. Um, and there was a little sign off the side that said, "You know, your MC is Jeffrey Craig." And correct. You know, like so now think about it. First off, I, I don't I don't know any DJs that really brand their company name on their equipment any longer. Well, I think to take it, you know, when I started, Mikey, you know, the company I started with had the old Castle and Flames booth. Yes. Um, you know, without going into super detail, when I got started in my career, you know, the uh, the gentleman that I worked for was pretty good at like taking the brand and creating a a look for it too. So we actually had like a big crown. Uh, castle the front board it was all like plexi and you know done with like riveted steel and we had the two foot like you go to spencer gifts and you get the fake flames that kind of blow you right. know it looks right. like fire it was creative man so like there was ways that you could take your brand and kind of build it into a structural look so so but here's what's so interesting now mm -hmm. the bigger higher end parties are generally a giant video wall right and the branding is specific to the party not to the entertainment company Correct. I think that's been a huge flip. And and if there is no giant video wall, it's typically a plexiglass DJ booth that's uplit to match the color scheme and in, in a lot of cases decaled also to match the, the event brand. So maybe the whole trend has gone to branding the event mm -hmm. rather than branding. I, I, I Go back 20 years ago, I, were there brands? I guess so. I mean... Parties always had a logo of sort, right? Yeah, they had a logo. I think, you know what it is? Being that everything can be digital now and like the majority of your decor, a lot of the decor now is is screen work. So it's a lot of things that you could broadcast stuff on. Um, you know, we see it with like staging. We see it with with even lounge furniture, coffee tables. Think about our, uh, you know, um, our some of our LED ping pong and foosball right. tables. The actual right. uh, boards for it are made out of flat panel TVs where we could brand the logo. You could put like games on them. Like it's... I think technology has just taken such a, a huge part of being, you know, in the mix on, on, on developing these events that the kid, the capabilities and the possibilities are just, you know, amazing today. Yeah. Uh, and so it's no longer a couple of black carpeted stages right. 
a black carpeted facade of some sort and speakers. Now it's it's all about the multimedia and that experience. Uh, I mean, is a 14 foot wall video video wall big enough? Now that I, I want the 16 foot wall, I want the 20 foot wall, I want the wall that's subdivided and split. How about be like, is yours a six millimeter or is it 2.3? Right. I mean, like we're literally talking like, I mean, obviously I'm getting to more detail too. What's up, Jeremy? Thanks for checking in, man. Um, you know, it's funny because we get different detail on our on our events. Like if I know if I'm working with an event planner on that, all those questions are huge. Like what's the millimeter of your screen? Uh, how big are your TVs? Um, you know, we say it all the time. Do clients really come looking for, you know, a 65-inch flat panel TV as opposed to a 75-inch? And that's not necessarily the case when the client's coming direct. But when we're dealing with planners, man, it gets super detailed now, right? Right, right, right. So, man, so, so all right, so far we've hit on musical trends and changes, uh-huh. photo booth trends and changes. And, and actually, just to throw that one back, um, I had a lengthy conversation last week, somebody that insisted on a scrapbook for a photo booth, and she was pricing out four different DJ companies. We were one of four, mm-hmm. and we were the only one that still even offered it. Now, it's not a standard really with us, um, but the other three said, nope, nobody does scrapbooks. That's old. We don't do it. We said we'd do it if you want it. And interestingly, she said it was one of the favorite things she remembers from her first child's party was the scrapbook. So talk about I feel like people like still do have a sense of being an old soul a little bit. Um, You know, nostalgia is huge right now. If you think about throwbacks in general, uh, vintage, like, you know, old school concert tees, rap tees, uh, old school sneakers, like the whole vintage idea and throwback style and look is very popular right now so like you know i think there is a home for things like maybe like an old school polaroid snapshot uh photo kiosk you know what i mean where you actually take the polaroids the 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 film comes out of the 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 picture you stick it in the book it might not be the most up to date in in technology but it's still interactive it gives your guests something to do um it's a little bit more than just smile and you get your picture you get to be interactive you put your picture in the book you get to write a cool message and i know for us you know our team you know people on our team you know the you know bridget's and and melissa's and and the people that like take pride in like the graphics and putting stuff together you know the the scrapbook stuff is comes out really nice and sometimes that's like a highlight for us where people are like wow i can't believe that right. in in like the rigmarole of, of putting our event together and making sure the entertainment the energy's through the roof Somebody had time to make this kick butt scrapbook. Right. It's interesting. So yeah. you said before lounge furniture. That's definitely oh. a trend too. You know, go back 20 years ago, bringing in white leather couches for a party or LED illuminated tables. That was never a thing. You know, we, we sat at a dais table. That, you know, you put 50 kids at this long table yeah. from one end to the stretch from one end to the other end of the banquet hall. Uh, you know, dais tables are definitely a thing of the past. Correct. And now the lounge furniture is even like taking, you know, a, a, an extra jump. Like we're finding like signature lines of like blue plush velvet line and like, you know, the gold plated stamp line. It's not so much before, you know, when, when lounge furniture first came out, it was either, you know, white leather, black leather, white cubbies, black cubbies. And that was pretty much it. And you chose one or the other. Even the black ones were like a little more rare, rarely seen. You know what I mean? It was really like the white uh, line that went out a lot more. And right. the LED line. Um, now it's like getting a little more signature where you're finding cool custom pieces. People are building speakeasies. Uh, they're using the lounge furniture as their photo area. Like maybe they're making a mini lounge as their photo booth uh, 
activation where, you know, right. you can kind of have like a Mad Men, like, you know, uh, a Mad Men television show cover, you know, where everybody's chilling, laying on the couches, hanging out. You know, the, the lounge furniture has become a, a really cool, I think, uh, double piece where not only is it functional for your guests to sit in, but you're decorating your room with it, you know? Right. Okay. So <laughs> do you have anything in your mind right now that you wish came back? Like, was there something cool back in the day, you know, that, that you would love to see happen again? Oh, wow. Something cool from back in the day. Uh, you know what, man? Like I'm a big, big, big fan of like playing dress up, uh, at these events and little stints of choreography. And when stuff is really pulled into a theme. So one of the things that I miss a lot is like back in the day when, you know, we had like heart to heart or Jeffrey Craig or unique music or, you know, uh, these, these old school entertainment companies that really, you know, EJM, the companies that like built the bar mitzvah world that we're kind of messing with here on the east coast you know when they hit that motown set they would come out in the motown jackets and like you know the big pompadour hair and there'd be wigs and like they were like literally passing out based on sets you know when music was played in sets when you had your funk set your motown set your old disco set you know you'd have specific party props costumes and like theming that went with that set nowadays because you know life's happening in 30 and 60 second clips because of social media we got to bounce so quick from track to track there's really no rhyme or reason or theme. It's just, hey, listen, we want high energy. We want to hear bangers. We want to have sing-alongs and get it together. How are you going to get it together and get us to that great end product? It's not so much themed anymore. I miss a little bit of that, like the costuming and like, you know. Theatrics. Uh, yeah. yeah. The and, theatrics. And the theatrics I, and routines, yeah. I thought you were going to go that direction also. Yeah. I, I really you know did. me, bro. I'm, I love the performance, dude. So, so now that brings me into – should parties be we've we've done full out episodes on this should parties be four hours five hours four and a half hours literally was you know, had a 20 minute conversation with a client debating on this exact topic yesterday you know and and, and if there's theme dances and sets and uh all this choreography and you know then then you've got all your traditional formalities candles horror montage yeah, we're we're believers of five hours is right, but maybe I was gonna say I'm gonna be selfish on this one, Mikey. If you have us booked, five hours ain't a long time. You're good to go. You know right. what I mean? Like right. honestly, it comes down to your talent. Who do you have booked for the day? And you know, like can your honestly can your entertainment company be original for five hours and be captivating for five hours? And do they have enough weapons in their arsenal to make it feel like that five hours goes in two? Right. Right. I think that's the secret sauce on that. Know your audience. I mean, I spoke with somebody earlier today who said small party. Most of their family lives out of state. They're probably not going to make it in. It's probably going to be a handful of kids. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the questions were, it, it, it could be less than a hundred guests at the party. Then I said, you know, are you doing games? Are you doing candles, montage, all of these things? And those are things that I don't think are going to go away. I mean, I don't think a candle lighting is going to disappear. Right. And, uh, you know, montages, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if a montage is going to disappear or not. You know, uh, it's, I, it's a, I think it's the ability, if you can get creative on certain pieces, like, you know how we like, so people have candle lightings, but then, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, it's entertainment themed. And like, instead of like a letterman's top 10 from back in the day, it's like, you know, Zachary's top 13 candle lighting countdown. Like as long as you could theme these pieces, like theme the montage a little bit more to make it more of a movie or make it more engaging. 
Um, your candlelighting can have a theme. It could be the Grammys. It could be the Emmys. It could be, you know, the Tony Awards instead. Like you're giving away statues and cool, you know, right. gold instead of candles. As long as you can have an opportunity to get interactive and creative, I think these staples are going to stay in the forefront because it is, listen, any t- breaking down a bar and bat mitzvah, it is about that simcha. It's about that mitzvah. It's about that hustle, that hard work, that coming of age, your rite of passage as a young man or lady, that that candlelighting has been a staple it's tradition. It, it goes right along with the hora. It goes right along with the mozi. Um, you know, it, it'll be there as long as people can keep it. Uh, you know, breathing some some new blood. You know. So, what, what do you think about party swag? I feel like that's changed through the years too, on, on two levels. I mean, you used to go to a party and you used to got the the Hawaiian lays that were you just shred. Um, but then there was also you know the handouts of the t-shirts or you know the uh, the gym bags and things like that. And I feel like back in the day they were labeled, maybe even calligraphy, you know, like, you know, this is Mike's gym bag and this is Jordan's shirt and everybody got the same. I'm seeing more of families like I'm buying 20 hats, 20 beanies, 20 t-shirts, 20 tanks. And we as entertainers are just tossing them out in the crowd. So it's kind of no rhyme or reason of who's getting what. It's agreed. I, I think that's the current trend, right? Like, Maybe more variety, and, and as opposed to everybody gets the same thing. You yeah, think? you're seeing you're seeing somebody stamp the the brand for the day, the Missa Boy's name or initials or whatever, and it's go right going on a fitted, it's going on a hoodie, it's going on, you know, a, a Scully hat, and like you know a little bit of everything. And you know, we're not even throwing them nowadays anymore. Sometimes we're coming to the stage, and you know, the Bar Missa Boy's shooting them with a t-shirt cannon, and you know, like you're at like a big sporting event um you know back in the day you're right man it was like kind of everybody got you know it was rinsed and repeat and recycled and it would be sitting right on the back of your dais chair you'd come that's how you found your seat is you went to go find your gift your gift bag and look for your name and you know like it was right right at your table you know i think that also went alongside with like things like memory glasses you know like remember those back in the day we'd go you know we'd run to the bathroom and all the hot wax and throwing a little bit of party favors from like the party and like making the memory glass became a thing now we have these, you know, videoed presentations, big pillows, and kids are making huge blankets on Etsy. Sometimes they're they're you know quilting them themselves. Like they're becoming real, almost like barn bot mitzvah projects are being given <laughs> to these kids. It's 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 taken a huge step, you know. Yeah. Wow. Memory glasses. You're bringing me back, but that's when yeah. match, matches were like readily available yeah, at bars. Right? Everywhere. Let us play with fire. It was really <laughs> easy to get your hands on some flames back in the day. Man, the life life was reckless at the bar misses back in the day when we were going. We used to walk up the block. I remember we we Marlboro Jewish Center. We try to walk to the uh the the Circle K up the road. Uh-huh. Try to get a you know like a I don't know like a, a diet soda and get back before anybody like recognized <laughs> you were gone. It was crazy, dude. You think there's any anything that um in regards to like games and things that have changed i mean like coca pepsi is still here uh which is crazy like a lot of people like are you still playing that like 50 50 right half half of the parties want it yeah i think the cool part with our gaming nowadays is that again getting back to a more uh you know that that there's more tech and there's more uh digital uh um options you know, we have, you know, have been able to lean on like some of our good friends, like, you know, our homie Rob Ferrey, who's introduced our, you know, all the digital gaming to us, you know what I mean? Like all these great games that are, that we can now, you know, bring to our parties, whether it's Family Feud, uh, you know, the the noise game where you're controlling the duck by like a round of applause through like, you know, to, to fly through, uh, 
you know, through all the obstacles, just based on like how loud your crowd's getting, you know what I mean? Like you literally have, uh, you know, digital games that are sensitive towards crowds applause and how much, how much, you know, clapping you're doing, like it's still interactive, but there's such a different take on games nowadays that we can like literally like give prizes out and create really cool group activities, uh, through, so you know, modernized, modernized, uh, games. So thinking about like throwback, like there used to be the wax hands, like that uh-huh. was popular, uh, or the wire, the guy who would, uh, the wire, he would make, uh, like stuff out of forks or wires back in the day. Like yeah. he would like, create like sculptures. Yeah, they they were like uh, the the fake ID station basically. Uh-huh. Even the, the photo booths, you know, the photo booths used to get all these funky frames, or uh-huh. used to get them in the like uh, acrylic sleeves and things. Oh, the animal print, zebra and leopard, and yep. tiger yeah. print. Yeah, yeah, it was like the uh, the green screen package, and we get like desk weights, paper weights, mouse pads. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, all back in the day. <laughs> That's the fun stuff. And and that's gone. So maybe we should bring that back, man. Maybe we should have a throwback station. It's just a throw. It's a throwback photo option. It's in, it's all this stuff encompassed, and we bring it right back out, right for the old school flavor. Um, trying to think about anything else that might have gone by the wayside, and, and there's definitely staples that. Mike, like, let's let's think about like the way food is done, just in general at parties. You know, like I, I was, I was, I, as you know, said that I was thinking, you know. Shirley Temples are still here and like mocktail bars are still here. Well, even think about it back when you were a banquet manager at Katmandu, dude. Like think about like just the, the change. And that wasn't even that long ago. You know what I mean? But think about how how like people don't even want to sit down. People like we don't want to eat. And we're like, that's impossible. Like right. you, have to, you have to eat, or you know, we're gonna have to call the ambulance for like reasons other than like the party being too crazy. You know what I mean? Right, like right. so like people don't want to eat anymore. Well. I, and if they are, I feel like the formality of elegant dinners is kind of changing. Yes, you know, cocktail style, cocktail styled events are are super popular, man. Keeping it moving, tapas. Well, last time you heard somebody say Chateaubriand, you know, like <laughs> like that's not a dinner anymore, you right. know, like. Well, now they're like, oh, Kobe beef sliders. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're like, you take Chateaubriand sliders. You know what I mean? Like they're they're using. I still do hear, we hear the elegant, you know, food term. But they're literally making it handheld, so you can grab it while you're dancing, and you're done. You know what I mean? Yes. Like everything's pretty handheld. Like we're seeing, uh, we're we seeing mashed potato bars. We're seeing like mashed potatoes put in like little cups. You know what I mean? Where it's like easy to eat. Um, you know, people are doing uh, waffle, French fries, and waffle cones. Stuff you could actually like take and hold. So like you're holding your cone, you're popping your fries, you're dancing on the dance floor. It's it's just keeping you in motion. It's stuff that you don't actually have to sit down. You have this. Huge slab of beef that you have to cut into. You have to like, yep, yep. Take, take fifteen bites each each time. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really everybody. Everything's becoming like a hybrid of what it was. Uh, so we're we're at thirty minutes now. Yeah, I want to ask you to close out the podcast with maybe one thing that you'd like to either see go away or one thing you'd like to see come back. Oh man. Okay. Um, I would love so being in the in the theming idea. Like I I would love to see some more like cool costumes not necessarily for just like themes like i used to do that whole fourth quarter uh you know uh stint back when i first started entertainment and this was so dope and this is something that you know again to people's timing and schedules and you know not to you know bring up the covid word but having to be locked down for a year plus where we can't have our trainings like we want to and have our team in front of us like i want to you know it's tough to kind of get those uh 
those routines in that I would want to. So back in the day, you know, I used to have people, you know, the first part of the event and the party was great. Everybody was dressed. We were in our, our look, whether it was branded for the bar mitzvah boy or bat mitzvah girl, we'd have our party. And then when dessert hit, all of our team would change into these old school Adidas run DMC style track seats. And we'd come out with like funky fedoras. And it was very like, very hip hop, like old school hip hop. And it just signified to the crowd that, yo, it's fourth quarter. We played like a couple of signature, whatever the banger song was with like the air horn going off. It was basically like, you know, a switch to go off in people's heads saying, hey, listen, I know we've been in this room for three and a half hours. We got about 45 minutes left to do this, but we're going to turn it up and do something special. I'd move the stages to the middle of the dance floor, kind of create a new look within the same room that people were in to kind of fool people's minds into, you know, experiencing something different. Like you've just been here rocking out for three and a half hours solid. How do we make this different? How do we bring this home with energy like we had in the beginning and have it not be tired? So that was a great way that I did it. I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, now that we're starting to get back on a little more of a regular schedule, we're seeing our crew more in person more now, the world's doing what we want it to do. We can get back to doing that. I'd love to train some of those uh, choreographed little stints to where it really shows it doesn't take away from the event, but it, it still says, hey, listen, here's our crew. We're going to help you bring it together even more follow this theme out like that. And like, let's do something different. So that's something that I'm hoping we could bring back into it and something that I want to see go. Oh man. Um, a a montage, honestly, even though we get a big break, a montage, it's over 10 minutes. I would love to see that just be gone. I think it's, uh, we get it. Your kid's cute. He's awesome. We've seen all his friends. Your family's amazing. The songs are great, but let's get back to party and live. You know what I mean? Like, just things that can like be condensed a little bit more without. Do, do, you, know. do you know why that is? This is funny. I don't know why, but this this popped up my desk. Uh-huh. These are photos from my trip to Disney when I was a child, 1998. It's a stack here. There's maybe 15 pictures. Do you have hair because, like these pictures? Because it was on film. Like, now that everything's so digital, you know, you you take 15 pictures every minute now at these parties, sure. like. So this is my entire Disney vacation, 1988, right here. Now, that would be a pain in the butt to make a montage out of. But that's why montages back in the day used to be 100 photos, like, was hard to find. Now, you know, 100 photos a month is like, you know. Right, and half the time it's already, like, see, that stack you're holding right there has to be loaded into a computer, loaded into software. We're taking it now where it's already – it's. Half the, the problem part is already done. It's already in there. You're just transferring it over to whatever program you're editing in or whatever. It's already digital. Right. Random that that was on my desk, but my That's kid random. goes in the closet and finds <laughs> things and it ends up everywhere. Kids, man. So I, I'm going to answer the same question that I asked you. And, and you know what, Jordan, I would love to see come back is like a true Viennese style dessert where all of a sudden the party stops because dessert becomes a show. Right. And there's there's still one or two venues around that, that do it and do it well. Yeah. And I, I say it for a couple of reasons. Number one, the impressiveness of this dessert, I think, is way cooler than somebody just walking around with a couple of little things on a platter. Um, but it allows us the moment to reset. And like, you know, we're going hard as a as a DJ, dancing for you know 45 minutes to an hour. Right. And then we get into dessert time and the venues that you know, kind of serve dessert on the outskirts or, you know, just hand pass it on the dance floor. There's no break. And not saying we need a break, but two hours is a long time to dance uninterrupted. Agreed. Um, so when this Viennese comes out, there's a big flambe station and everyone's watching and it's um, 
that in itself is theatrical. You know, they might ask us to play a song that matches with, you know, what they're doing. Right. And the dessert parades in, people go crazy over it. And literally 10 or 15 minutes later, the dessert leaves. Now we reset and we reset hard for the last 45 minutes or hour of the night. I told, I totally agree, man. And to piggyback on what you're saying, I love, you know, dessert like that. So shout out to places like B'nai Tikva, uh, the Venetian and Garfield, the Palace in Somerset who have these big extravaganzas that you could book as your Venetian spot and they do it well. I like dessert because dessert to me can be silly. And there's a big difference between being silly and being cheesy. Um, that kind of lets us know that, hey, we can get silly. Maybe we could throw it back and, you know, play songs by the contours like Do You Love Me? And like, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, just classic, like fun, like doo-wop, like basically the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, if you wanted, you know, like cool, like throwback 50s, 60s, even 80s, like Take On Me by AHA. Just like desserts, like quirky, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of dip off and it, it sometimes opens up a whole other vibe. Like, um, you know, like now the 90, the, the 2K sets are huge. So like taking people back during dessert, like our age group and, you know, all of a sudden you're doing Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and sync and like i know that takes me back to like you know high school and like right. you know uh, maybe like beginning parts of like college and stuff like that and we're dealing a lot now with you know parents that are our age mikey you know mid 40s you know stuff like that and that that really like takes them back so i you know that a great viennese i agree can help your dessert become silly and fun you might even be able to open up a whole other genre of music that you had no idea could really heat up your dance floor right so that's my lasting moment on this podcast. Any closing thoughts? Man, I know, I, dude, I thought this was such a great topic, dude. Like the the old school, the new school, you know, mitzvahs are here. We're back. We're doing them live. They're evolving. Um, you know, there's so much great content out there. People are, you know, really knocking, uh, you know, these mitzvahs out of the park. Production, um, the, the production level is at an all-time high. I mean, think about the gig that I just did in New, uh, in New Orleans a couple weeks ago. The, the production that was on right. that event was it was a rock concert. I felt like literally like we were like Bruno Mars and like, the, and, and the hooligans, you know, on tour, like right. it's just crazy, the capability. So, you know, for everybody watching out there, if you're planning an upcoming Simcha, if you're getting ready to plan, have fun with it, you know, be exciting, be different. Think outside the box. Um, we're always open for comments. Feel free to shoot us a message, a DM myself, Mike Dillon, who, um, you know, was taking care of some explosive business on the side and couldn't be here with us uh, broadcasting live today, but we're always open and available for you guys. You can check us out on all things, explosive entertainment, uh, at XE events, XEEvents.com. And, uh, Mike, it's March, Mikey. This is like the, uh, the, the, the timid month. It's getting ready to, to unleash, dude. We're getting ready to go crazy. Uh, our, our schedule is we're, we're looking at it. The weeks are getting nuts as we as we go forward. So I, I get a party this Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a cool yeah. space, cool theme. And everything we talked about today, like it, this is a free-flowing party. There's no there's no mealtime. There's not enough seating for all of right. the guests. Uh, purposely, you know, it's this is a four-hour kind of free-for-all. Uh, so, yeah, I, pretty cool to see the evolution and, you know, literally experiencing it in real time we're gonna love it guys take care of yourselves take care of each other thank you for tuning into another mastering mitzvahs episode make sure you tune into us next week with episode 100 100 it's gonna be a big one we'll see you guys next time we have a mic myself dylan we'll catch you when we catch you have a great weekend peace see ya <laughs>